Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the bestdoorprods.com video games podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Dead Man. Joe, today we have Ziploc Bob. Hello. And Alex. Yo, peoples. And we're back for the first show Classic. after the Christmas break happened. And I'm assuming we all got some games. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's putting it lightly. I did, but uh, they weren't actually given to me as presents. You know, my family doesn't particularly enjoy indulging this habit of mine. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, then why don't you go first, Alex? What have you been playing? All right, well, so I finally got Pokemon Moon. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the last gem was better. By a lot. All right. First off, they changed. They changed up many things. It, it used to be there was barely a plot, and it was go here, fight gym leader. Go here, fight gym leader. Go here, and in between there'll be a plot with an evil team, and then at the end there'll be another plot with the evil team, and then you fight the elite four, and the game is over. Here, there's four islands instead of one big continent. And you have to go around the islands doing little tasks first. And then you fight the boss of the island, which I guess is kind of like a gym leader, except they're not called gym leaders, they're called kahunas. Because it's set in not Hawaii, because Japan apparently has this real hard-on for Hawaii. Like, the, the whole, the game starts with, like, lots of Hawaiian music and, like, people teaching you how to say aloha properly. Exactly uh-huh. what you need in a game about monsters killing each other. Oh, hell yeah. Well, they're not dying, they're fainting. Remember, this is rated D for everyone. That's true. So, uh, th- and there's a lot more story this time. Like, the game starts with a practice, like, it's about a half hour into the game before you actually get to fight something. In other games, it's usually, like, two minutes into the game. Because there's, there's, like, this, these long cutscenes with, like, all these characters... You know, the the the, the uh, professor, like, talks to you for ten minutes instead of one. And then you get introduced to your two friends, and they basically follow you around all game, just so you have someone, to, people to talk about stuff, because the player character is still silent and doesn't say anything. They just, you know, nod and gesture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, it's extremely plot-intensive for some reason. Which was strange. I don't know why they decided to change it up so much. I guess people complained that it was the same thing for 20 years. Um, Yeah, but that's been a complaint since, like, Gen 3. Pretty much, yeah. I guess they finally decided to to do something about it. I always thought, like, how they changed things was, like, you know, the... Wasn't like through main gameplay, but like through the mini missions. Like, you know, you have the beauty contest, so there's a new gameplay element that you can do if you want. And for the old school hardcore fans, they make that completely skippable. Pretty much, except that the uh, the new things aren't skippable. You have to do them to get off the island. So usually, I mean, the, fir- the first one is just like, 
go around this cave and kill the Pokemon there, and then you have to fight an unusually large Pokemon, which is a boss battle at the end. Then you have, and you have to cook with your Pokemon, and you have to do like wait. You do know, you mean fancy like fancy stuff like you mean like cook not, with not them, cook like, the like prepare a meal together with them, or prepare a meal using yes, them? Yes, yes, prepare a meal together with, not cook them. Yeah, I was about to say I would love to have some uh, taco yucky Pikachu. I think no, that no, no, it no, just that, tastes electrically spicy. They don't actually. They they don't actually do that. I don't know. And today, children, I'll be teaching have... you how to make. Today, children, I'll be teaching you how to make Phileo Magikarp. <laughs> yeah, no, too bad. I mean, that would be interesting, but it seems like uh, they never. I, no, they never I'm actually sorry. cook anything. I'd rather have the uh, beef stuffed bell sprout. Ah, yes, those are quite delectable. Those are yes, poisonous. They are. <laughs> those are fill of powder that will both poison you and paralyze you and put you to sleep. So I mean, that's if improperly cooked. Be, Properly cooked, be they're delicious. They're delicious. It's kind of it's kind of like the pufferfish. You know, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, well, pufferfish. Pufferfish is like I hope I don't die. Um, well, I guess I didn't die. Huzzah! Is anything with bell sprouts? All right. So, so um. What was I talking about? All right. So, um, <laughs> the, the, the new guy, ah, well, we, we got distracted talking about eating them. So the new gimmick is Aloha Forms, which is basically a bunch of Gen 1 Pokemon with a Hawaiian skin. So, like, Marowak is now a ghost type and has a fire dancing bone thing, like a Hawaiian fire dancer, which is actually kind of cool. And then they have, like, Rattatas, which are are dark colored and fat, which is not exactly so cool. Nah. And they have executors, which are like really tall and dragon type now, which is also kind of cool. And then they have Diglets with hair. I'm trying to remember the, what does hair have to do with Hawaii? I don't know, but they have hair. Hmm. Some, they have like, they have like Hawaiian hair. I don't know. Wait, wait, define. I got to look this up now. Yeah, I'm looking at that too. The Aloha Diglets, Aloha Diglets, and Aloha Doug trios—they have hair, and that's about it. I don't think they even have any drastic type changes. I don't know. If that was the last one revealed, I think they were kind of stretching it at that point. Wait, okay, wait, wait. so the so Diglet just has a little fucking amazing sprout. Amazing blonde hair. Yeah. yeah so the Diglet just has like a little fucking sprout, and then the Doug trio is fucking Scandinavian. Yep. <laughs> Like, seriously, they're blonde. Yep. Just just take that in for a moment. Um, Jesus Christ, this is stupid. It kind of is. And that is why I didn't use that Pokemon at all. So, um, besides that, though, I'm not really feeling the, uh, the, the Gen 7 unique Pokemon. They're, I mean, they're all right, but... I didn't. Re- I wasn't really all that impressed. Uh, I felt the same way. Felt the same way with uh, Gen Five, and uh, I thought it was just because I was growing out of it. But then I thought Gen Six was pretty cool. So uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, but, it could uh, be an entire engagement thing. Could be. I don't know. But so, uh, I, I wish they would have just made a really tall diglet. That would have been funny, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the Aloha executors are so tall you can't actually see their head on the screen. 
You just every <laughs> just every single Aloha Pokemon is just this is the same Pokemon, just taller. Yes, just stretched yeah. out, just stretched a, out through a um that thing. Um, was it a like a stretch tool and Gimp or a yeah, like, like yeah, like not even not even like actually like growing them, just fucking taking the sprites and then just stretching them up so that they're just really fucked up looking. Yeah. Oh, God, so and the uh, the I mean they tried to do a little a little creativity with the mid game twist that the evil team is not the actual real bad guy it's somebody else. Oh my god! Which saw, yeah, which everybody saw. Literally everyone saw coming. But I mean, at least they tried. <laughs> I mean, literally, like the the one the, the when they showed uh, promotions for like the the evil team and then like a couple of the other characters, people looked at the side character and they're like. This guy's the bad guy. Like they're not even they're not even trying to hide it. This this guy is the bad guy, and they were right. I just saw an image that should have been the fucking Alohan form because that would have been badass. But for the Diglets, it's like in Gen Six where you meet the redheaded guy who uh, proceeds to give you a rant. But he you meet him and he's like, "People are filth, and this is why one day I will remove all the filth from this world and will be cleansed and purified." And he walks out the door, and then everyone is like, "What a passionate man!" <laughs> That's funny because when I saw that entire speech, my my uh, immediate thought is like, you know, I know this is made for kids, but they just put inserted a character into Pokemon to where his biggest problem is he needs to get laid. Wasn't that the, wasn't that the fucking know. opening? I mean, it, wasn't, I mean, it, it, wasn't that the fucking not, speech of the main character from fucking Hatred? Yeah, but, yeah, I think it is. Just like as he's fucking in his Another mom's garage, that, like, he, he's in his fucking mom's garage, putting all of his guns and shit into the left side of his trench coat. And I'm just like, oh, God damn it. so it, it's a little better because at least characters are on to this bad guy person from the start, as opposed to like you know the guy from Gen Six like giving this rant about how people are filth and he's going to cleanse everyone, and everyone's like, what a nice man. And then when he then then when it turns out, hey, I'm going to blow up everyone in the world. And they're like, what? What a shocker. I never thought he'd do such a thing. I am so surprised. Yeah. Oh, no. The evil the evil man who we totally thought was evil turned out to be evil. What a shock. He's going to destroy us uh, all by making us read his poetry. Please, anything but that, sir. Yeah, but uh, the game seems kind of rushed. It's a lot shorter. Well, it depends. The gameplay is shorter, but they pad it out by having lots and lots and lots of talking. So you you, you don't really notice it at first. But uh, it, in actual gameplay, it's shorter than Gen 6. But Because mm. every every time you go to a new town, there's like a 10 minutes of your, your two friends talking and you not being able to respond because you're mute and can't talk. Except in the occasional dialogue prompt, which is basically like yes or no, or sometimes it's yes and yes, just dif- just a different way to say yes. Okay, I- do they always have the asshole option now? <laughs> uh, not usually. Well, no, it's, I th- I think one of them is like it's 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 like the guy makes a bad joke and you're able to to like sarcastically tell him it was terrible or outright just tell him it was terrible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
during any That's of those cutscenes, during any of those cutscenes, can you mash the right, like right, like right bumper or whatever, and kick somebody out a window? No, no. Damn it! There's, there's, there's no renegade interrupts. Son of a bitch. Which is too bad. You know, it'd be nice to just like, while the person is going on their long, angry rants about how, why, you know, Pokemon are being abused, and you could just be like, go oh, burn him to a crisp. Yeah, just like it's like he's talking. He's like. Eh, fuck this right you fuck him up and then just ah, then just fucking knocked out a window with fucking tackle uh, that would be funny but no it doesn't happen that's something that is still unique to Mass Effect at this point that would be my Pokemon game maybe in Gen 8 I mean they're running out of gimmicks here they'll never run out so of gimmicks I, I mean considering how many Pokemon games they have made um it's hard to expect innovation out of each and every single freaking one, you know. Yeah. Well, the, the big another thing they have here is Z moves, which is a one shot move, which does a lot of damage, but you can only use it once per battle. Where the main character does a ridiculous pose first. So it's Digimon. Yeah, uh, basically. I'm, I'm just thinking of like the Ginyu Force from. Dragon Ball Z, because just because they're called Z moves, my mind just wants to take those two No, like, they do poses that are a lot like that. It's pretty stupid. Oh, God. Okay, like, then. I, never, I mean, Mega Evolution from Gen 6, which is still in, but it's pretty much downplayed. Like, you probably won't be getting most of it until later on, and a lot of the forms aren't even in the game yet. Because you can't transfer over stuff from Gen 6 yet. They put a lock on that until January. Why? I, I guess because they didn't want people bringing over like their level 100s and immediately killing everything. To pad out the game time for the first Probably. playthrough? Probably, yeah. That's the only thing that can come to mind immediately. <sighs> because th- what I'm hearing they- is is that there wasn't a lot of innovation. They got a new forms. And yeah, it's, it's a Pokemon se- sequel, but done in not the laziest way possible, but a ver- in a very lazy way. And, oh yeah, it's not that long, so we don't want to make it to where someone who buys it shortens their playtime even more, because RPGs are supposed to be where you get the most bang for your buck, because that's what RPGs have been there for for the longest time. They're supposed to be the last great bastion of hours of playtime. Pretty much. And they rushed it because they wanted out for the 20th anniversary. Which is also why there's a lot of references to uh, Gen-, Gen 1. In fact, the the main characters from Gen 1 show up as optional bosses, which was actually kind of cool. And mm, you get to fight good. them. Yeah, and they have their teams from before, and it's interesting So like at Misty, first. Brock? No, 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 just Red and Blue. Oh, okay. Just, you know, just, just the rival and uh, Red, who still doesn't talk. Well, I was thinking it'd be really interesting if they made it to where you could fight all the original, like, as part of post-game content. No, post-game is is pretty crappy. I mean, post-game has been getting steadily worse. It wasn't that great in Gen 6 either, but there's one one facility where you can, uh, you know, there's there's one battle tower thing, and that's about it. And you can fight, like, a a few... There is one character, there is one random character, like... Annabelle, who is mm-hmm. one of the Battle Frontier people from Gen 3, Emerald, 
for some reason it shows up and has a major supporting role, even though like she hasn't been thought about in over a decade. That was really yeah. surprising. When it comes to post game, I don't think they're ever going to be able to top Gen twos. Probably in my not. Opinion. Well, there was Gen four, which Gen four's remake of uh, Gold and Silver. Well, I count those as the same. Yeah, but yeah, no, the post game is post game is pretty weak. Um, they took a they actually took a lot of stuff from uh, Gen six out, like you can't use O powers and stuff like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Which means training to level one, which means grinding is actually pretty hard because there's not a lot of places to do it. Ah, and they they have this one thing called super training. Or no hyper train. I forget what it's called. Some new training. I haven't even gotten to do it yet because it requires Pokemon to be a level one hundred, where you can increase their i their uh, their default uh, initial IVs values. And EVs. Yeah, yeah. You you can increase their IVs by training, but it's kind of like not really worth the effort because you have to get them to level one hundred to do that, and it's very hard to get them to level one hundred in this game without lots and lots of grinding. Whereas in Gen six, there were shortcuts you could take. Yeah, that that sounds like one of those cases to where that was put in there for competitive play. Yeah, which unfo- which unfortunately, it's the latest gen. So if you want to play competitively, you have to get it. Even yeah. though I kind of think X and Y and the Gen three remakes were a lot better. Hmm. But hmm. since I, if you want to stay up with the competitive play, you got to transfer everything over and never touch the old games again. Hmm. Which is kind of disappointing. So what else have you been playing? Well, I, after I played Final Fantasy IV and its remake, I uh, oh god, I, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played I played FF Five Advance because I don't think I'd ever finished it before, mm-hmm. and not because I found a bunch of old FF ROMs in my computer. Definitely <laughs> not, because I wouldn't do a thing like that. Yeah, totally. No, you 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 you, to- you totally like found this copy in your parents' basement. Yeah, yeah. Where you, I, yeah. I found it in the middle of the street. All versions of the game, like, all versions of games played on this podcast were acquired through one hundred percent legal and not at all questionable means. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found I just I found a bunch of old Game Boy Advance games lying in the street. Who knew? Yeah, you can get your own <laughs> completely legal games by going to completelylegaldownlink.com. <laughs> so anyway, I, completely I never, legal. I never, it's legal. Why the fuck are you asking? You a cop? It's legal. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Like, so it's not like they make the Game Boy Advance anymore. They still do sell Final Fantasy V. I know, but Actually, uh, you know, thinking about buying that version on Steam. I mean, that that yeah, that's true. They have it on Steam, but you know. Well, it's 3D, not 2D, to be fair. I mean, I, I mean, the graphics are improved, but I don't think it's all that different. Hmm. Anyway, I'd never played this one before. Well, I'd played it, but I'd never finished it. I first played it on uh, with the collection on PlayStation way, way, mm-hmm. way back when, when it came out with FF6. Because we didn't actually get 5 originally. They skipped it, because I thought it was too hard. Yeah, they went 1, 4, 6... And starting at seven is where we got everything because they synced up the numbers to the international releases. Yeah, they jumped. They jumped uh, to four. They jumped to four because they were ready at the Super Nintendo age. Yeah, and they skipped. They skipped uh, five because it was too hard, or so they thought. 
Yeah, and we almost instead, got it though. Instead of five, we got like a was it Mythic Quest? Ah, uh, yeah, Mythic Quest, which is, I mean, it wasn't bad. No, but it was insulting to play through. Yeah, it was pretty easy. So anyway, uh, it's your basic uh, your basic FF with the crystals, and uh, you have you have to you have to go to set, stop the crystals from being shattered. Except you never do; they always get shattered just when you get there, which is good because they give you jobs. Huh? Yes, it's like FF Tactics, except an RPG form where you can be a knight or a monk or oh a black yeah, this mage. is where they introduced the job system. That's Pretty right. much. No, no, no. Three was when they introduced the job system, but you know, we didn't get that. In fact, yeah. we we only got it on DS, which I still haven't played, by the way, because I heard it's ridiculously hard. So wait, yeah. uh, so in America, Final Fantasy One is Final okay. Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Two yes. is Four, and Final Fantasy Three is Six. Then they just released Final Fantasy Seven. Yes. Yes. Um, my God! The same way in Canada too. The quick, the quick, and you know what's really bad? If you lived in Europe, the first Final Fantasy game you got on console is Mythic Quest. Wow! I don't play Final yeah. Fantasy. I don't know what that means. Okay, oh, well. Mythic Quest is an RPG made for babies. Yeah. It is so easy. Here's how you win. Press A. Pretty much. Just hammer A. They're, like so it's Avatar, so it's Avatar: the Last Airbender of the of the SNES. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. Like you can only grind out areas to up to a certain point. Then things quit spawning there because it's done on a Mario three like overlay. So it's like Sword Art Online. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Why does, why does Mythic time. Quest have a Lion King cover? I don't know. I don't remember. Like, it's a knight holding up a sword, but he's holding up a sword both-handed like you would, say, a baby lion cub, and he has a sash coming off him that looks like a tail. I, I don't know. I don't think I actually own Mythic Quest. I think I borrowed it from a friend, beat it in, like, a day, and then said, this is boring. I and rented get, it. Get, gave it back to him and never touched it again. I rented it in the morning. I returned it that same day and said, this game sucks, so I rented it for free. Because <laughs> that's literally how long it took me to beat it. That was supposed to last me the entire weekend. But anyway, getting back to it, it took them two extra years to release Final Fantasy 1. Mm-hmm. So by the time... They were ready to release Final Fantasy 2. The SNS was already out, so they decided to skip 2 and 3 and go straight to 4, which they released as 2 so as not to confuse anybody. Then they yeah. skipped 5 because they thought it would be too hard and confusing, so they went right to 6, but renamed it to 3. So it was also not to confuse anybody. Then by the time they got to the PlayStation and 7 came out, they decided, you know, forget it. We're, we're standardizing this shit. We're standardizing this shit. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, fuck also, all you assholes. Also, they just—they didn't really care. Like seven, clearly wasn't expected to be a success. Its translation was pretty shoddy, but I'm not going to go into that. And uh, then it became pop. It took off. It became popular, and, and uh, they finally, you know, released everything correctly over time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, it was the first Final Fantasy that introduced the job system, which you get by collecting crystal shards, 
from the crystals. So even though you don't actually save them, you uh, at least get some nifty jobs out of it. And when the last crystal gets shattered, the villain is released who has been sealed there 20 years ago, named X-Death. Oh, God. That is yeah. his name, X-Death. X-Death? X-Death. Yes. Is that yes. death pining for the fjords? No, it's a guy in an orange suit. And I mean, a, no, an armored... No, it's, it's, it's a metal suit with orange highlights and, like, a sword. X-Death was basically... A tree. Think of... Think of it as a, like, you played Final Fantasy X-2? Like five minutes? He's not a big FF fan. He probably hasn't, he doesn't know it. All right, basically, they sealed all the evil demons in a forest in a big evil tree. Eventually, the tree itself became evil and turned into a guy made of armor. That guy is X-Death. That sounds like the the plot of a Fern Gully sequel. It does, doesn't it? I was thinking of a Bad Inuyasha spinoff, but that works too. Yeah, it's the Tim yes. Curry tree. So he's a tree, and his name is X-Death, and he's a guy in a suit of armor who's evil. And it, it is one of the dumbest... No, actually, I can't even say that for gaming, so never mind. <laughs> no, they're the worse. I mean, he's probably the weakest FF villain. Although the fact that, that uh, you know, he just... I mean, he he basically he shows up, he's like, ah, ha, ha, I'm evil and powerful, zap. I'll go away now. <laughs> and then he leaves. Okay, you could kill me right now, and I would not be a problem to you anymore if you killed me right now. Why are you leaving? Because I Although, have things to do. Honor. Blah, blah, blah. There's actually a part in the middle where a guy fights him, and uh, he kills him, but he's able to keep fighting him with his HP at zero because he's just that pissed at him. And he wow. actually manages to drive him off, except then he dies, like, for real. <laughs> For, for for reals, he dies for realsies. Yeah, he dies. He dies for reals. They're like, we can't we can't use a phoenix down or life on him because he kept fighting even though he was at zero HP. That that kind of reminds me of like how you know in Dungeons and Dragons, you're not dead when you hit zero; you're just knocked out. Yep. And how there's a feat to where you don't get knocked out anymore when you hit zero; you get knocked out when you die. <laughs> Yeah, basically, he was brought into negative HP, and then they couldn't bring him back. You know, when, when you take when you take a meteor and a flare and a holy at zero HP, there's really no coming back from that. Well, yeah, that'd be three failed death saving throws. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I'm 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 sorry. This the system wasn't programmed to handle negative numbers. You've glitched yourself out of the matrix. <laughs> it's okay because he was the old guy anyway. I'm so, finally you know. free. Oh God, the real world's terrible. Let me back in. Let me in. Let me in. Damn it. You jackasses, I don't want to eat fucking soup in a cave rave. I'm too old for a cave rave. Think about this. So speaking of which, there's only, there's five party, there's only five party members total and you never get to choose them. You have four for the first three quarters of the game and that one guy dies and then he gets replaced by the fifth and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Because with, be- well, because with jobs, there's really no point. Yeah. If, if everybody can do the same thing anyway, there's really no need for swappable party members. Yeah, you just swap out jobs. Much yeah. like Final Fantasy X. Like, that's the one thing I have to say about ten. I get where they were coming from. They're trying to bring back the job system. That was ten two. Oh, yeah, ten two. I mean. 10, I think they did that with Bravely Default. They did. They yeah. did. 
He said Bravely Default only has four characters. I never got that far in a Bravely Default, although probably if I could take Final Fantasy V, I could probably take Bravely Default. But yeah, Bravely Default is an FF in all but name. Yeah. You know what's really sad is, like, there's only one system I think they haven't brought back, which is a system from Final Fantasy II, because that thing was fucking broken. Oh, God. I was I was going to get into that in a little bit, actually. Yeah. Because I, I tried playing that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, International 2, not American 2. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not American yeah. 2. No. For, let's just make it a role in our podcast, where... When we refer to Final Fantasy games, we're doing the international numbers. Otherwise, it just gets fucked real yeah, quick. Yeah, we, we, we know better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, international 2 had a very fucked up way to level up any stat. So, uh, so anyway, so eventually X-Death gets the power of the Void, mm-hmm. which is like, it's both nothingness and an alternate dimension at the same time. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. An alternate dimension of nothingness. Fuck it. Let's do both at the same time. Pretty much, because he he's like, I'll suck you into the void, and then like a black sphere swallows up, and then there's just like a dot on the on the world map where the area used to be. Because he like he wipes out most of the towns just to be evil, I guess. So he has the power of the nothing for the never-ending story. Pretty much, except then you actually chase him into the void, and it's like a dimension where everything that got sucked into it is still there, including a town that's been there for thousands of years. And the people are still there, just chilling. Like, I am not high enough for this. On, on, on <laughs> a, yeah, they're like, yeah, we've been here for we've been here for like a million years. Uh, we don't age. We can't leave. Can't really do anything but just chill here and be in the void, but, you know. And people wonder why I'm not into Final Fantasy. Ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had someone uh, last week say it's like, yeah, I like Final Fantasy before I got weird, before it got weird, and I just looked at him like he just grew a dick. It's out of always his been weird. I'm like you do realize it's always been fucking pet shit. Even the first thing. game has time loop nonsense. Yes. But, oh god damn. Ah, fucking the time first, loops. Like, the very first game is like you you defeated the the first boss and then. You sent him to the past, and then you chase him into the past, and then it turns out he was the villain that started the elemental nonsense in the first place. Wait, which caused him trigger? to go evil, which caused him for, caused you to fight him, which sent him back, and that's how he... And it's just That's like how this, he turned into a giant dragon thing, and then you kill it, and because of it, nothing ever happened. But you still remember somehow. Steinsgate. Well, I'm just going to go with... Um, Alternate dimension. Yeah, because I played FF one too. By the way, well, during this, during during these totally legit games that I found. But uh, oh, you poor bastard! That's really all. Well, no, it was I. I I literally knocked it out in like a day. No, I'm saying with two, one isn't that bad. You can knock no, no, it no. out in a day. No, no, no. One one was good. One was. Uh, I mean, one was. It was surprisingly short compared to other FFs, and I knew where to go from the days playing the the original NES version. So I was able to knock that out in like. Maybe eight oh, yeah. hours, knowing exactly where to go and what to do, and it was significantly easier because you could actually save without needing a tent or going to a town. Yeah. So I don't really have anything to say there except the uh, the time loop. Time loops—they're weird. Oh yeah. But uh, I played FF two too because that was connected to it, and um, 
FF2 has a the original FF2 has a system where uh, you don't level up. You uh your skill level with things increases by uh like your HP goes up if you take damage. Your stamina goes up if you take damage. Your weapon skills go up if you hit things with them. Your accuracy goes up every time you try to hit something. Every time you try to hit something. So the most yeah. efficient way to level is to attack yourself. <laughs> yep. Attack yourself, heal yourself. Attack yourself, heal yourself. What the fuck? Yes. That's how it works because your you're, you're own you you get you get skill levels by hitting yourself with your own sword. You're better at swinging the sword. You're getting tougher by causing yourself damage, and you're increasing your magic by healing yourself. So the fucking it's most just this o- infinite loop. So the most optimum strategy playing fucking Final Fantasy two is just standing in a corner for five hours, hitting yourself and healing yourself until you're fucking max level. Pretty much. Yeah, basically. Jesus Christ, that is retarded. Do you see why? I, as soon as I mentioned it, I was just like, there was nothing but I. The sound of disdain in my voice. There's there's nostalgia for for Final Fantasy's battle systems, and often they off they occasionally get reworked. This Two's has, Two's has never ever been even remotely referenced in any capacity. Nobody liked it. It's the Zelda Two of Final Fantasies, pretty much. Even though even though it was the first game that had like characters that aren't like generic people that don't talk or. React much? Yeah. I mean, it was a bare, it was a bare bones plot. Evil emperor wants to destroy world, kill evil emperor. Oh wait, the to, emperor went to hell and took it over, and now you have to go into hell and kill him again. Yeah. To be fair, this was like back in the days where your average plot was evil wizard go kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For its time, the plot was pretty good. Although the beating yourself up to level up thing was not a good idea in any. Any amount of time. And lo, behold, the stalwart hero of the land. There's the guy standing in the course, smacking himself and necking health potions. Oh, no, no, no. no. He's not doing that. Like, he's got a dagger in one hand, just constantly stabbing himself. And with his left hand, you just see this white mana just flow into the wounds and healing him as he's creating them. (laughs) And he just looks over. I'm getting stronger. I am unto a god. Worship me. <laughs> also, you have a fourth member that constantly dies. Well, not constantly, but like of the of the um, the seven because you have you have Fry, you have Firion, who is the main character and the only one with any really sort of personality, and then his girlfriend named Maria, who is just like the there. first playable. She's no, she's the first playable female Final Fantasy character, but there's nothing special about her. And then his dumb friend named Guy who wields an axe. And then there's seven other characters who fill the fourth spot in the party. Four of them die over the course of the game. In fact, usually it's we're, it's like, don't worry, buddy. I'll be with you for the till the end. Of, oh, I'm dead. Like die, die, like cutscene die? Like cutscene yeah. die. They're gone. They're gone forever. Ugh, no, they're not gone forever. Can we but, stop talking uh, about Final Fantasy? This is hurting me. Wait, wait, wait. It gets better. God damn because it. Start, starting with the Game Boy Advance release, there's a there's a a, a second uh, like side story game where you play as the four characters that died in heaven. Oh, I figured you all went to hell to fucking defeat to weaken the emperor's forces, and that's why the game was so easy towards the end. Oh no 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 no! Wait, get this: the emperor dies, 
His evil half goes to hell. His good half goes to heaven. The dead guys go to heaven and fight his good half. But he's... Quotations. That's his good half. Uh, yes, but he, he's, he's so evil, his good half is also evil. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you playing anything else uh, then, Alex? Uh, let's see. You, correction, did you play anything good, Alex? <laughs> well, let's see. Oh, I, I played more of, uh... I played more of uh, Tales of Zillia, where we last left off with uh, Milia trying to chase after a guy with bomb anklets and getting her legs blown to, to ashes. God damn it. And, and uh, they fixed her legs. <laughs> Hey. They they fixed her legs. So so in every tales game, in every tales game, there's there's usually a guy who's spying on you and ends up betraying you. Ever since the second game, Tales of Destiny, it's usually one of the more popular characters. You know, sometimes sometimes they apologize and come back, and uh, sometimes they turn full evil and you have to kill them. Uh, the guy, the traitor in Zillia is Alvin, and he betrays you about eight times in the course of the story. When that happens, does anybody scream, Alvin? Yes. Outstanding. Many times. He, 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 gra- he, gradu- he graduates from like tipping enemies off about you without them knowing, to actively leading you into traps, to actively trying to kill you. Himself. Himself, yes. And, then, and they, they still keep letting him back into the party. Oh my god, this party's ran by idiots. Ugh. Well, by the end, basically they're like, you know, you're just going to follow us anyway, so fine. But we don't really like or trust you anymore. Just kill him! Kill the motherfucker! He's a goddamn liability! Well, they, they, already, they already beat the crap out of him, and then they just didn't feel like killing him anymore. I don't... Okay, just because I don't feel like doing my laundry doesn't mean I don't do my laundry ever. Yeah, but uh, no, they, 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 would, they didn't want to kill him. Because, uh... They felt bad for him, I guess. Fuck him! <laughs> oh, fuck. So, uh, I haven't quite finished it yet, but, uh, I'm hoping he doesn't betray me a ninth time. He will. He, uh, he probably Oh, will. no, motherfucker, he's aiming for di- double digits, because once he gets ten, the eleventh's free. It's like the little, you know, coffee, the, uh, Coffee beanery cards that you used to get. He's got to fill up that card so he can get his free cup. Well, he can't rule out this. I mean, you never know. I mean, uh, there there have been some pretty bad traders that ended up, you know, not betraying you and actually staying for the end. Yeah, but so we'll see. I mean, he's he, a he serial traitor. Well, he yeah, but he didn't kill anybody yet, so you know, he only tried to. <laughs> okay, so he's hapless. That's a that's a big that's a big difference. Uh, I can't believe I'm actually I'm actually about to bring this up in a video game discussion, but for the love of God, never play lawful stupid. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Anyway, uh, uh, no, that's that's about that's about it. Just playing uh, RPGs and laughing at how dumb they are. Oh God, that was painful. 
Okay, then. Bob. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, can, can you top my... Uh... Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything worse? No, I played good shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I did play golf with friends, and that was fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> I have never swore so- at someone else so much for hit- for hitting my balls before in my life. But yeah, the- it's an early access game, and one of my friends bought it. Oh, so what's it called? It- Golf with friends. I thought I thought you actually went out and played golf with your friends. No, like golf for, with like, friends. Like for reals. No. Oh, fuck okay. that. I'm a pansy when it comes to the cold. Fuck that shit. Um, no, golf with friends is the name of the game. It is on Steam. It's an early access game. And they are constantly improving it. Um, you know, is it about golf? Here. Yeah, it's like a mini golf. Oh. You know, can, like, you, can you hit the... Is there a guy on the course collecting balls and can you hit him? No, but what okay. you can do is then, uh, then change, nothing like set the ball sets to be a complete asshole like one of my friends did. And he turned all the options on random or max if there was no random option. So, max gravity, random shapes, so you get weird-ass shapes like an egg, a dodecahedron, a star, a hockey puck, a cylinder... A cube, which is a bitch to deal with in max gravity, but I can jump all that I want. <laughs> what the fuck? I got fucked on that round, and we will never do that again. Wait, 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 nobody wait. there's a jumping it. option in golf. Yeah, like you, you click the left mouse button as while your uh, thing has movement, and your ball will jump. Oh, I thought you meant the golfer jumps. No, the I ball say, jumps. I, I don't see that being like tactically useful in golf. In it's any for way, flavor. Shape, oh no, no, no! What you do is you like you know start doing a thing to where you start bouncing the ball off off the head of the club, then bounce it up real high, then jump and hit it with a with the club like a baseball bat. This golf. This is golf, not Mighty Ducks hockey. <laughs> Coming soon. D four. This time it's the mighty pucks, the mighty putts, <laughs> <laughs> coming to a theater near you. No, no, this is not how it's D four mighty putts. Yes, and it's like it's like oh no, uh, our golfer, no, oh no, our fucking hockey ring's going to be taken down. What do we do? I know we need to enter this golf tournament so we can buy it ourselves. What? But we yes. don't know how to golf. Well, it worked for Happy Gilmore. No, wait. Was that Happy yeah. Gilmore? Yeah, that was Happy yeah, Gilmore. He was oh, okay. Yeah, that was I, Happy I knew Gilmore. There was some Adam Sandler movie where he's a hockey player that played golf. Yeah, uh, and winds up winning the Masters, which I call bullshit on. But okay, whatever. Um, and golf's all corrupt. He just fucking bought his way in. But yeah, it, it's a fun little game. Now, the game if you put on infinite jumps and nothing else. I have found it becomes way too fucking easy because you can jump over obstacles and get hole in one on like par fives, which is bullshit <laughs> and should not be able to happen. <laughs> and I love it. Because <laughs> it's designed to be a putt-putt golf game to where there's no arc, it's just you constantly putting. Yeah. Yeah. You add in an arc and 
you're you're like instead of you know um, a more interesting hole is towards like instead of putting to putting once to go around this little loop that shoots you off in this little area to where then you have to try to shoot at an angle to go up the wall and down the wall to where you can get back on the fairway again on the opposite end and then put it into the hole. You can just say, fuck that, aim towards the hole, shoot, shoot with a decent strength, like with seven quarters of the strength and jump as soon as you fucking... Seven quarters? starts moving. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because you actually have 200% strength. That's that's one of the fucking options. Okay, I was just gonna say like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I tried I try to swing with you know like my full strength and like a bit more. Yeah, it was like you have standard full strength and you have an like extended full strength thing in this game, which is hilarious. Because when you turn that on, you can make some bullshit shots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is glitchy, but it is fun, and it's just me and my friends yelling at each other for about half an hour at a time, but we're like, okay, next game. That's all it is, and it's wonderful. Okay, then. So, I decided to get, I I got a game for Christmas where I beat people in their face, which makes me happy. Is it called Face Puncher? No, it's called Injustice, Gods Among Us, Deluxe Edition. (laughs) Yeah, I got that, uh... Yeah, I've had that game for a while. It's a uh, it was a free game on a uh, PS4 a while back. Yeah, I, I got it on Steam. It plays wonderfully on PC. Um, I still think it plays better on console, but it's solid enough on Steam. And you know, I started doing the missions after I beat the uh, main campaign, and I realized I will never be able to three star all the missions. Because there is not enough time in my natural goddamn lifespan. <laughs> you have to get good. You have to get skilled. You have to. Yeah, you get no, it's not just that. It's, there's 300 missions, which is 900 stars that you can get. Fuck that. <laughs> hey, stop being a pansy. I got shit to do, you know? But yeah, the game's fun. Um,. As hell. I, I, one of the things I've got... But one of the stars that took me two days to get... Because you can get all the stars individually. And not have to do all three things that it says to do in the mission. In one run. Because with some of them, you literally cannot do that. Because they contradict each other. One of them was the Superman... Or not Superman, but uh, Batman and Solomon Grundy fight. To where he does double damage and takes half. Meanwhile, you take double damage and do half. (laughs) But you do a shit ton of damage if you hit him with grenades, right? So, one of the stars is just complete the fucking mission. Which is very easy to do, hit him with grenades. Another one is don't miss with any of the grenades. Now, here's the one that contradicts and took me two days to do. No grenades? No grenades. I was air juggling him like I would be in fucking Tekken. And get like him a quarter of the way down on his first health bar. Then he'd hit me twice. Like a quick two hit combo. Flick. And not even He's, a powerful one. He just flicks you with his finger. That's the end. And 
a quarter of my fucking first health bar is gone. And I'm like, oh my god. I cannot tell you how many times I saw that fucking animation animation of Batman Super Tory. He tasers a motherfucker, hits him a few times, then backflips over his Batmobile while the motherfucker gets hit by it. On just that one fight. I had to do it like six times <laughs> to beat him. Because it only does 10% of damage, not 33% of a health bar. So, great. And Solomon Grundy can survive getting run over three times. <laughs> well, you know, Grundy, Solomon Grundy, born on Monday, you know his bit. He's kind of a zombie. I do like the kind line of nothing. in the story. He is a zombie. Of, yeah. I do like the line in the story towards like, so what'd you do with Solomon Grundy? And uh, Green Lantern's like, oh, he's in orbit. You didn't. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> even the heroes don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, just he just up in space is like, what about my money? He's like, but uh, Grundy, Grundy needs air. Wait, how Grundy speaking? There is no sound in a vacuum. Damn it's you, confusing. space! <laughs> uh, I do like the storyline. I've actually read a lot of of the comics and what comics I couldn't pick up due to whatever reasons. I just watched like comic storian or um, Rob explains or something over it. Yeah, I guess I still, I still don't, I guess just in comic books. I just, I don't buy how like killing one person is suddenly going to make someone turn into a psychotic tyrant. Well, it wasn't just one cur- person like I, and the thing is in the comics, it was subtle. If that makes sense. Cause there's a five year gap. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how, how it goes in the comics is like the backstory is that uh, it wasn't that it wasn't that Superman killed one person. It was that the Joker gassed him with a concoction of uh, kryptonite, Joker toxin, and Scarecrow fear gas, making him hallucinate that Lois Lane, who's pregnant with his kid, was Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that. That was he said that in the game. He like he he killed his he killed Lois and his son because of that. Yeah, and then brings yeah. then brings her up. And at the time, what he Whoa. didn't know was that it was that Joker had tied like a little dead man switch to her heart. So as soon as she died, a nuke went off in Metropolis. Yeah, and uh, Superman that version of Superman uh, even says when Batman was like, you know, crime took my family, and his immediate response is like, yeah, but you weren't the fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah, so he kills Joker so and then starts... Went, so, so basically, he would, they're implying he would have went crazy no matter what, even if he didn't kill anybody. Well, it's... How it's written in the comics is that it's slow, It's a very slow burn. He doesn't... Like, it was actually Super... Or not Superwoman. That's an Earth 3 or Earth 2. Yeah, Earth 3. Earth 2 thing. Yeah, it's Earth 3 thing. Um, that's where crime syndicate and yeah, crime syndicate. Um, it was actually Wonder Woman's idea. Is like, listen, once you get yourself straightened up, you need to make a fucking announcement. And Superman's like, you know what? No more crime. I don't care if you're a dictator or whatever. No more crime. No more war. If you think you can do that shit, I'm stopping it. And that's what it started out. Is like, hey, I'm I'm giving you peace now because that's what you need. And it was peace, but it was at the end of a shotgun. Yeah, and so... He didn't start off killing people. Yeah, like, 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 you know, he killed some people, but he killed them, like, quiet-like. He killed them on the sly. Yeah. 
And then Batman, but and then like I, Batman and all them started like fucking doing whatever. And then he they ended up actually turning Superman into a yellow lantern. Yeah. And then that was broadcast and throughout how, the entire world. And the entire world's like, oh, they're the bad ones. Yeah. And the Green Lantern Corps gets wiped the fuck out at one point. Yeah. How Jordan it's joins awesome. Yellow Lantern Corps. Yeah. For some reason, Shazam, um, with the wisdom of Solomon, thinks, hey, it's a good idea to join the fucking super dictator. Yeah. And uh, and he gets killed in the game and that. Like, I'm like, wait. You murdered a 10-year-old child. He's like, isn't that technically child death? I know it's an adult body, but he's a kid. He is. Billy Batson well, is Super 10 Superman years old. Superman might not have known that. Billy Batson is anywhere from 10 wouldn't. years old to 13 at most. Well, to be fair, Superman did, probably didn't care. I mean, in the game, he's like, ah, I'm Superman don't give a fuck, dog. He's like, I'm going oh, to go into this other dimension and like enslave them, too. Yeah. Because why like, not? When he killed um, uh, Billy Batson, what he got killed for was just for going, it's like, oh, I'm going too far. Freeze breath, freeze breath his, his mouth so he can't say Shazam, and laser, he uses eye beams to laser through his eyes in the back of the skull and just tosses his dead body in the floor. Yeah, they don't actually... This is right after Billy Batson saved his fucking life. Yeah, they don't show it, like, actually going through what they, what they show is just, like, two little burn marks just appearing in the back of his hood. Yeah. So, you know, he, he, he all fucks are gone at that point. And in the and in the early and bit right the the and in the early bit Alfred takes one of the super pills and beats the shit out of Superman and it was great. Yeah. Yeah, um you know like uh there there isn't a green arrow in the Injustice universe anymore because he got killed by Superman in front of Mon Pa Kent. Yep. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. What happened to Mon Pa Kent that he killed them too? No, no, he oh. he killed him in front of Mon Pod Kent because they were trying to uh, Batman and crew were trying to get a copy of the pill, oh. the Superman pill. Basically, it's what Superman gives to soldiers to give them Kryptonian like stuff. It's the plot reason why in the game the Joker can fight Superman and win. Yeah, yeah, and Those not die in a can fight Superman and not get like punched too much and cannot go yeah. flying and not get turned into, into not get turned into a fine punch. mist. Yeah. Just gone. <laughs> uh, I wish they would have added in fatalities, because that would have been hilarious. I mean, I know why they didn't. I just really wish they did. Come on, dude. T for team. So? Even in Mortal Kombat, they didn't have fatalities. Well, not, for the, the, not for the DC. I mean, not for yeah. the DC characters. Yeah. They had a heroic brutality, which I don't think was death. Nope, it was yeah. just uh, horrible, horrible maiming. The Joker was supposed was originally going to be him blowing their fucking head off, but then they decided to alter it by zooming it in. But it's still in there. Yeah, like in the I think and again like the international leagues or something, it's in there. Yeah, and then they just took that. But, and then they just took that fatality and just straight ripped it for Shang Tsung's fatality, and then in MK Nine. Mm-hmm. God, that game is fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I've been playing fun things. Um, for the most part. This next one is my sucky game. Tom. Massive Chalice. Now that I finally beat it and really thought about it and tried to go back and replay it, but I just couldn't force myself to. God, that game is disappointing. 
because it's a uh, it's a game to where you you play as a emperor, king, empress, queen, whatever. Right? It really does not matter. Um, a royal and, person. Yes, and you cannot leave your throne because you're and you're immortal. By the way, right? Yeah. And how the game goes is there's this thing called the cadence invading. And it's your job to instruct your people to, like, hey, um, you two, you become a regent, you marry him so you two can fucking have kids so I can have more soldiers in my ongoing war. That sort of thing. Which seems like a nifty idea at first until you get to playing and realize that you're going to have to, you're constantly having to level up characters. And not in a fun way, because it's the same three or four levels over and over again. Because when a character is born, they're level one. So you're having to constantly, over this 300-year war of attrition, because mm. if you make it to 300 years, you win. And dear fucking God. And this game is ugly. It doesn't sound <laughs> that bad. There's there's no evil tree sorcerers or uh, ten betrayals. Oh no, you kind of get fucked over because because uh, and I'm spoiling the ending because this game is not worth the money. But yeah, so you get to the 300 years and it's like yeah. So in order for us to get rid of the cadence, we have to blow up, and because your life force is tied with ours, you kind of die too. So, but we can't get rid of the cadence completely. We just kind of make them go dormant for a while. And this is not the first time this has happened, so apparently every repeat playthrough is a different time that people have done this. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I mean, at first the writing was really interesting, and then you get out of the tutorial, and then there's no more world building, and it's just like, well, this is like a weak-ass version of XCOM. I'd rather be playing XCOM. Because it's just like a dumbed-down version of XCOM in a fantasy setting, including the, oh, I have a 99% chance to hit this dude. Why the fuck did I miss? Ah, yes, the old uh, range hacks. Yeah. I have a 99% to hit this dude. Why am I missing 20% of the time? This is bullshit. Okay. Yeah. But it, it does have a couple of good building blocks, but on it's it's not terrible. But it's not necessarily good. It's a it's like right below average. To where there's like they're missing so much to make it good. Like, you know, a story, a plot, a way to get invested <laughs> for my for my characters to quit dying of old age every time I get them somewhat powerful. Because, yeah, that's a fucking thing. Oh. Then you have enemies that, like, when they hit you, your your character, the character ages. So I've had my characters die of old age on the fucking battlefield. So if they get older every time they get hit? By a certain enemy type, yeah. Oh, oh just a certain enemy type. Yeah. Wait, do they so, get stronger if they hit themselves? No. <laughs> okay, just just making sure. This is an emo 2.0 the game. <laughs> Unfortunately. Because that would have been hilarious. 
However, when you miss with a uh, thrown weapon, not a ranged weapon, there's a slight difference because you have like these flask grenade-like weapons, which are like, you know, alchemist fire and a bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah. If When you miss like that, you can still technically hit. It just doesn't land where you wanted it to. So sometimes you hit your fellow players. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that has happened so many times. <laughs> I actually got in the habit of going to where... Well, if it hits, it only hits one person. If it misses, it should theoretically miss in one of these three ways. So it should hit three people now. And it started working. That's the scary shit. I started remiss- missing so many times to- in such a reliable and predictable way that's, that in my mind that was how I was hitting. Yeah, that sounds fucked. <laughs> yes, it was. Thank you, Double Fine. I was actually starting to get people's going, man, you like Double Fine a lot. You haven't said that any of their games are bad. Well, fuck you, assholes. That one was the bad one. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, then. <sighs> so, yeah. I also got Shadowrun Returns and the rest of the Shadowrun series. Oh, uh, I did too. That line. Got that for Christmas. I played the first one. It was awesome. Well, it's weird. Because when you get these games, at least the first one, because it's the only one I played... It doesn't come with much. It's more of, hey, here's a level editor and a system to make games with, much like RPG Maker. But we're also packaging it with a pre-made module. And the pre-made module is actually kind of interesting and written decently. Minus a few topos here and there. Which is weird, but considering that there isn't that much voice acting. Like, most of the dialogue, if I remember right, is conveyed through text. So when you see through typos, I just pretended that they, since we were in a bar, they were so shit-faced that they were just slurring. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I justified it that way in my head, but it made the game so much more entertaining. Why were there so many typos? Just poor editing, or? Uh, It it was like... Was um, it made by... Like people that spoke English as like only a third language. No, it, it was minor innocuous things. Oh. So that's why it makes sense that they were just drunk. Oh, so it's not like the the Asian version translations. No, it's not English. It's just all you need sm- is fire and pierce. It, it's small, little, innocuous syntax typos when it comes to prepositional phrases. Like, minor fucking things. And, like, it's, like, minor to the point of, like, the difference between saying, I'm nauseous and I'm nauseated. The correct term is nauseated, because if you're nauseous, it means that you are revolting to other people. Oh. You know, small little nuanced shit where you're like, they speak English well. It's not like they're saying ill to the stomach I am. Yeah. It's like small little nuanced things to where it's like, in this universe, everybody's slightly drunk. 
But but it's an interesting game because it plays much like the classic Fallout games and the isometric thing, and you actually do get and how they made it now. Not everybody who's made a module on this is as balanced as theirs. So how they make it, you get skill points pretty um, liberally, and it does pull from the old Shadowrun tropes of the only way to really survive in this world is to specialize, then build a team around your weaknesses. So I was a giant strength 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 and dex motherfucker fucker that was an orc who carried around a giant ass fucking shotgun because I could. Okay. I had I was not a decker and before I get into what a decker does they came up with the word, the phrase the matrix first before the matrix did. Um, what deckers do is they use these decking boards, which are like hacking rigs because of them late hacksaws needs their hacking rigs. And they go into a virtual reality called the matrix. When they're not in the matrix, deckers typically call, you know, real life meat space. Which, to me, just sounds like a um, dating app for homosexuals, but... Okay. Oh, I thought it sounds more like a dimension of pure, like, T-bone steaks and chicken wings. God, that would be glorious. Wrong kind of meat, I guess. <laughs> but, either way, it, it's kind of interesting because it has, like, this... Um, like, how we imagine VR looking in the 80s... Like in Lawnmower Man. <laughs> like in Tron. Like in Tron. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes. But, I mean, they updated the style a little bit, but they kept that theme, and it looks glorious in its cheesiness. <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, so, and the thing is, is what's really interesting is that you'll actually have two sets of combats going on, one in the real life and one in the Matrix, at the same fucking time that you have to jump back and forth between. Huh. And it's really interesting because while this guy's hacking, he actually has to fight, like, um, firewall programs and, you know, security programs and shit. And maybe even other deckers if, the, if like, the, um, like the guy who's in Treasure Network realized, oh, wait, we've been penetrated and I know exactly where this motherfucker's at. Usually when he shows up, just fucking run. Because <laughs> you are massively underpowered for him. So he's an agent. Yes. Just run. You're racist. Yeah. Ask questions, don't fight them. Yeah, it's like, no, don't do it. Um, but basically how the world's set up is, it's like, you know, the dystopian, cyberpunk, corporations run everything, bullshit future. And that's the setting. But the thing is, there's enough lore here to where you actually have people pulling from the lore. Now, why the hell is it cyberpunk and all that, then there's orcs and elves and everything? Because apparently there's a waking of magic, and everybody, and a large amount of people who were human originally, turn into elves, orcs, gnomes, pixies, fays, and dragons. And unlike Dungeon and, Dra Dungeon and Dragons, if you run into a dragon in Shadowrun, just walk away, net, you're, you're fucked, don't try to attack him. Don't try to do business with him. It's not going to be worth it. You're going to get fucked. 
Like it's the exact opposite of Dungeons and Dragons when it comes to how you deal with dragons. You do not fight the dragon. You do not talk to a dragon. You're like, oh, you're a dragon? Well, I'm going to go this way and never talk to your ass again. Yeah, I think that's right. It's called Shadow Run because you want to stick to the shadows and run. <laughs> <laughs> and also become an awesome street samurai, right? which is my character was, is basically think of the T-1000. Just cyborg hit your ass up and, you know, be able to bullet sponge your way and just blast people. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting systems in there. One of my favorite being like how like um, you kind of have to choose a path to go with, with either being a Decker, which is someone who deals with the Matrix primarily. Someone who deals with machines one of two ways, which is one, be a tank and like Street Samurai, you know, and be, you know, a T-100 and like give yourself like an animantium bones and shit. And back in the day, yes, you could make yourself Wolverine. They had shit for that. Because of course they did. Yeah. This is one of those games where the shopping is funner than more enjoyable than the combat, ironically. <laughs> Why? What's the combat like? Uh back in the day it was a D six game. Oh. Um this one seems to be a little bit more D twenty based, but still, like the shopping has always been the it's like the cool shit that I can like graft into my body or you know, that sort of stuff. That's, that's what it was all about. But, but, or you could be, you know, a magic person. And the thing is, the reason why you can't use, um, tech if you're a magic person outside of like, you know, cell phone shit like that, but you can't graft it into it yourself. Cause every time you graft it yourself into it, you lose essence. And if you, once you hit zero essence, you are essentially a robot or dead. Take your pick. Kind of depends on how you get there. Right? Yeah. Um, but to use magic, you need to be able to draw an essence. So very early in the game, you're like, okay, do I want implants or not? Well, am I a magic user? Then let's not use implants. If I'm not, then I can use implants because as a decker, you need implants to be an effective street samurai slash tank. You're going to need implants or be an engineer, which is basically you send drones to do shit in order to con- control multiple drones. You're going to need implants. And magic is actually decently powerful in this game, surprisingly, because you can chain lightning like a motherfucker. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, th- those are those are some of the games I've been playing. Okay, then, on to me. So, first up, I feel like most importantly, Doom. Ooh, you got it at the $20 price, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Good on you. If my computer could run it, I would have bought it. <laughs> I love this game. <sighs> so good. And like, I was actually a bit worried going into it because, uh, so I looked at like videos and stuff online of people like running the game, trying to find it with like my specs because most benchmarks out there, people who like do PC benchmarking, it, they're always running it on like the fucking i7 6700K and like on a fucking. 1080 Ti Founders Edition or some bullshit. Yeah. I do not have those. I have a 4790K and a, and a 970. 
Well, you know what, Deadman? Let's be fair. I don't even have a 900 series. Yeah, so see, so trying to find uh, like videos of people actually benchmarking for my specs was a bit hard. And any videos that I did find, they were not running at the... They were running at an Ultra, like with fucking everything turned up. And no V-Sync. Because so, V-Sync, uh, it can... Well, so what V-Sync does is it locks your frame rate at like a specific refresh rate or whatever. So so to, so like stop screen tearing. Mm-hmm. But that can also impact your performance. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm playing like Shadow of Mordor, when I have V-Sync on and I'm running the and I'm, running, and I'm playing the game, I'm able to get like over uh fucking 100 FPS sometimes and like bare minimum like 62. But with with, with V-Sync on, I can barely get it to run at a solid 60. Like it will like constantly flicker between like sixty and fifty nine, and then occasionally drop down to like mid to low fifties. Yeah. So seeing that, I was a bit worried. Got the game, installed it, uh, switched, uh, and I, I did that. I did that a bit later, but yes, yeah, so I got the game, installed it, started up. It all auto set to ultra. Uh-huh. I then started playing the game, and it was fucking smooth as butter. Nice. V-Sync on, all that shit, and it just fucking, it runs like a goddamn dream. Nice. I switched the video API from OpenGL to Vulkan. And it runs just as well. Okay. This shit runs fucking great. It looks... Oh, it looks good. Now how does it play? It plays like Doom, motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i just got the okay for some of our viewers that actually might not know what the fuck doom used to play like <laughs> okay so yeah doom back in the day when first person shooters weren't really a thing uh doom yeah, you had like wolfenstein yeah yeah you had wolfenstein but it wasn't but that wasn't that big of a thing then doom came out everyone was like oh fucking doom and yeah that game Shoot was all demons and hell and shit. Yeah that game was all about fast movement, hell of guns and just the armies of hell coming at your ass. And that's what this is. You can move faster than your average uh first person shooter protagonist, ma- faster than most video game protagonists nowadays. Uh you can Including Sonic. Yeah, you can uh <laughs> you can like jump and mantle. That's but the biggest change between this and previous Doom games is the ability to mantle. So like, so like yeah, like if you were if you were to like jump at jump at like a ledge that you can like kind of reach, uh, then there'll just be like an automatic thing that automatic recan animation that plays of you just climbing up it. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like ah, we're going to give this to you just in case you kind of suck at jumping because we don't want bad platforming to slow down our game. Yeah, and that has worked really well. I have been really enjoying like the actual just the act of moving around that and moving around in that game world. See, I'm a big fan when they do stuff to take out some, like, with uh, first-person games in general, to take some out, some bullshit platforming out of the equation. No, but here, it actually, it actually works really well. Like, uh, I, I, I just got the fucking thrust boots to give me a double jump. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, like, fucking platform travert, like, platform climbing a giant tower in order to stop a lady covered in fucking bone armor from opening a portal to hell. Well, another one. Sounds like a fun Saturday night. 
Oh, it is. It is beautiful. It sounds like some wholesome family fun. Yeah. and depends on your family. Yeah, and so uh, gameplay-wise, it is fucking rock solid. Like, the guns all feel different and good. Uh, All the guns, they come with uh, weapon upgrades that you can kind of get. Like, you can find... uh, you find these little robots kind of floating around. Uh, you, you go up to one, and then it lets you get a single upgrade for one of your guns. Yeah. And most guns have two upgrades. Uh, yeah. So, we, like, the first the first one that you usually get is the shotgun one. So you have a charged blast, which is you fire off three shells at once. And the other one is an explosive shot, where you basically just fire a grenade out of your shotgun. If I remember, the shotgun gets fucking Stupid as you level it up. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. It's, yeah, it is. It's the go-to weapon. <laughs> it's Doom. Of course it's the go-to weapon. It's been that way since Doom. Yeah, and like the super shotgun still looks like a fucking super shotgun. Yeah. It's a double-barreled fucking old-ass sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> oh, shit. This reminds me. I actually played something that you might want to look into just for a giggle. Ever heard of Doom 4 Doom? I have not. It's a mod for the classic Doom where it gives all the modern Doom 4 weapons, the one you're playing now, and the classic Doom. Huh. Yeah. They don't level up and everything. You just have them maxed out and it's like, here you go, have fun. And it's just not, and it's not like a skin. It's like the BFG works like it would in the game and everything else. And it just looks insane and it actually plays drastically different. Neat. You still can't look up and down, though. Yeah, so... Yeah, so uh, right now, uh, the most recent weapon I got was Super Shotgun. But I also have the uh, Rocket Launcher, Regular Shotgun, Heavy Assault Rifle, uh, Plasma Rifle. Plasma Rifle is actually, so far, one of the stronger weapons I have. Because like, like, when I'm firing nice. it... Yeah, when I'm firing it, um, I actually end up accidentally killing all of the enemies before I get a chance to run up and glory kill them. Nice. Have you got the, um, have you found the lava Easter egg yet? Uh, I know what it is. You jump into the lava in one of the refinery levels, and as you're dying, you just fucking see yourself do, like, the Terminator 2 thumbs up as you, go, as you fall into the lava. <laughs> yeah. Which, which to me is like, you know, if I was in his situation, I'm like, okay, I've got only one shot to do this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and it does, that right there is actually something that's really cool. Uh, they do a, this game has a fair amount of story in it. But you don't have to pay attention to any of it. And Doom, the Doom Marine himself, the Doom Slayer, as they call him, mm-hmm. has a lot of character in just like the little bullshit things he does. It's like when he dies, you know, him doing the thumbs up uh, when he's like when the game starts to come out of your you come out of like a fucking evil sarcophagus where he's surrounded by zombies. You immediately kill all of them and then go out and get your Doom armor. And then as you are turning away, you see a... He comes out of an evil sarcophagus? Like he was sleeping in it? Yes. uh, So apparently... Are you a vampire? uh, No. You are the prophesized bringer of death for demons. Okay. You You are the demon's boogeyman. Like, the, like there is like prophecy from before of the Doom Slayer, this being that fucking showed up and just laid waste to demon kind. The demons eventually stopped him and sealed him away in the sarcophagus, which was then found when this company went to hell, and they brought it back, and the demonic invasion happened, 
and then the Doom Slayer woke up. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I love how you're just like, yeah, the story's there, but you don't have to pay attention to it, because uh, I think it was John Cormack It's like, you know, the story in a game is kind of like the story in a porno. It's expected to be there, but it's really not that important. Yeah, but it is... The thing, they actually managed to like put a lot of really... They managed to put, out, they managed to put a lot of thought-out detail into this. Like, so much of it is just in the compendium, just seeing the way that they describe these monsters and the other shit that they're doing. Oh, yeah. Because the big story... You know, like the hierarchy and shit yeah, it, yeah, the big, it is kind of interesting. The big story with this is that this company, they tapped into hell in order to turn it into a clean, unlimited energy source. Fuck green, let's go red. Yeah, and then one of the, and then a couple of the people who work there were like, oh, no, wait, let's actually worship the demons and shit. So they fucking opened up the portal, which is what let the Doomslayer awaken. And when he puts on the armor, he sees this little screen next to where his armor was. It says Demon, demonic invasion in progress. Kind of one of the most, yeah. one of the most like talked about images from the fucking last year of gaming. No, what I what I found funny is like you actually have a voiceover saying that shit, don't you? It's like demonic invasion in progress. Warning, uh, demonic invasion in progress. Not not like that. Like I, like a, a certain points go into an area and it's like it's like demonic levels at unsafe. Demonic levels at unsafe. Whatever. Like no demonic presence unsafe levels. I was locked down initiated. Yeah. Here's my question. Yes. How fucked up is this company that 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 is a standardized prompt? Kind of fucked up, but that's kind of the joke. <laughs> the joke is that they are They're treating used to it by now. The joke is that they are treating fucking like actual ass magic and hell as like a fucking TPS report. <laughs> like you see that a lot in what they've written about uh, the possessed or the demons or whatever. They talk about it like they talk about it like fucking corporate. Like t- talking about finding ways to synergize, you know, the company's technology with the demonic energy. It's like we have to figure out a way to synergize this for, for mo- in the most appropriate and longevity way possible. You don't even know what the fuck you said, did you? Nope, but it sounds corporate enough, and that's why I get paid more than you do. Yeah, so as you're going through the game, uh, you get uh, weapon upgrades from performing like in combat. You get weapon upgrades from uh, doing challenges, like doing death from above glory kills, which is glory kills that you activate when you jump on top of somebody. Oh. Uh, you get um you get weapon upgrades for finding secrets, and some of the secrets are like you know suit upgrades, uh, Praetor tokens as they call them for your Praetor suit. Uh huh. Other ones are like just like secret weapon caches and like health things. Others are just you find like a little tiny Doom Marine action figure that when you pick it up it plays the E1 M1 music, <laughs> but like through a shitty tinny speaker. So instead of like instead of that it's like. Just in the background <laughs> underneath the other industrial music. <laughs> and That's some, so awesome. And sometimes the Doom Slayer would just like bring up his fist and just like fist bump him. Like, and then just explode it. And, then, and, he, and he just puts it in his back pocket and fucking goes back to shoot killing dudes. <laughs> I love this game just from how you're describing it. It and makes the, me laugh way too much. And the entire time this is happening, every once in a while, a doctor who sounds surprisingly like Optimus Prime will come over a thing and just say, like, 
It's like give you instructions on how to proceed or whatever. And he and whatever whatever happens, like the Doom Marine is usually just like fuck you. Like mm-hmm. at, like at one point you need to deactivate all the Argent Energy um produ- uh, producers in order to get to an area. And so as you go in there, uh, you open it up, and then the doctor's like, like, or you need to very carefully remove these things. And the Doom Marine just fucking stomps on it. <laughs> it's like no, I'm just going to shoot it or stomp stomp it into paste. That's what I do. Yeah, and then and then like when you get to the final one, it's like if you destroy this, you will cease all Argent energy production on the planet and doom and like fucking whatever. And then you just fucking with all your might just punch the shit out of it. I think that's kind of his goal. Yeah, it's like like I said, shit like that just says so much about the character of the Doom Slayer. Without him ever having to talk or you see his face or anything, you are just this fucking unstoppable killing machine who don't take you don't take guff from no one involving demons it's just like um yeah i know you think you know what you're talking about but i know for a fact you're full of shit but also know that you're not going to listen to me so i'm just gonna just be so how's boot fuck you irreverent to you ah <sighs> you know that, that that's how he he seemed like me with what let's plays i looked at I'm you not know. listening to you, Optimus Prime. I watch Space Warmers. <laughs> <sighs> no, I will not put the cube into your special hole, you kinky son of a bitch. Ah, it's great. Put uh, the cube into my chest. Uh, so the so the only other so the two other kind of big changes mechanically that they made from previous Doom games, aside from double jumping, is the glory kill system. Which oh, is yeah. which is when you do enough damage to some to an enemy, uh, they will go into like a prone kind of state or like a stunned state. You can then run up on them and just hit one button and instantly kill them. At which point they will just fucking barf out health packs. Now there is one thing I have to say appreciate, and it's subtle, and most people didn't pick up on it. That is what they didn't change about the Doom games. You never have to reload. Oh no, no, not at all. Not at all. Like that that that's not even a button. The the bullets just magically get rechambered. Yeah, and actually, when actually when you are when you have a gun, if you hit the R key, it will then just switch out whatever fucking attachment you have on it for different upgrades. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, so it's you like so they gorge out um fucking health or whatever. And then the other one is the chainsaw. When you use the chainsaw, uh, it insta kills enemies, and they and they fucking barf out bullets. Mm. Seems fair. Yeah, and the chain and the chainsaw isn't like infinite use. It has like a, it has like four fuel cells, and the bigger the demon, the more fuel cells it needs to actually cut them. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just like that. That uh, I actually watched a little documentary thing that uh, Danny O'Dwyer did for No Clip about Doom. And one of the things that uh, one of the game directors was talking about in terms of like designing the gameplay, they are very focused on like move forward combat, and that's kind of why they added in like stuff like the glory kill system or the or the work with the chainsaw. Because with most games, if you run into a room fucking full of enemies, you would instinctually back up. In this game, because everything that you get because because getting close to them actually gives you benefits. You're kind of encouraged to get closer to them just kind of through regular gameplay. You're, so, you're encouraged to charge in like an idiot because that's actually not a dumb thing to do in this universe. Yeah, because that's how the Doom Slayer roll, motherfucker. Yes. 
<sighs> my only my only kind of problem with it is that every once in a while the textures will kind of bleed in. Yeah. But it is so fucking um, it is so fucking minor a complaint. Uh, out of the AAA realm, I'll put it at I from what little bit of I have played because I played it about two hours. For one of my friends, is like, okay, now can I have my fucking system back? I'm like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, at which um, point you try to glory kill him. I was just like, I'm just like, where the fuck's my chainsaw? <laughs> um, it is probably the best game that came out of AAA last year. Probably. I, I don't want to say. Well, to me, actually, to me, it is the best game of the AAA. I don't know if I want to say it was my favorite game out of last year. Because Stardew Valley is kind of up there for me. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Okay, like, well... And, and those are two horrible extremes, I know. <laughs> yeah, so moving on to another game uh, that came out of AAA. It's a first-person shooter, and is also really fucking good. Titanfall 2. How's the campaign on that? Uh, it's yeah. solid. It is really solid, like... All of the humor and like story beats or whatever are nothing new. This isn't fucking breaking new ground in video game storytelling. It's retraining stuff yeah. we've seen before, but it's doing it well. It's doing like it's doing like the fucking robot and man routine of the man says something like fucking quippy and whatever, and the robot takes it completely literally. Yeah. Like uh, wow. like like when you get a new um like you get a new uh, loadout for your Titan as you're going as you're going through, and. And then one of the options is like, I think somebody's in love. And then he like goes through the like base components of what he of what he has determined love to be. And then he finishes with, I I've determined I am fifty percent in love. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and, and then it's and then like over the course of the game, you two develop a relationship, and you can see it coming from the fucking first second of that goddamn game. That Titan's gonna die, which he does. And it's big and dramatic, and uh, it works. Yeah, it works for someone who hasn't seen those beats before. How do you say the day without a robot? But no, and like even with even even knowing those beats, I was like, okay, yeah, fucking, I'm feeling something. Hmm. So fuck it, I guess it worked. Right. And yeah, it's 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 actually really cool with the campaign. Like when they start, when they, so when the campaign starts out, you are. You you start out in like a in a VR pod training for uh, doing going through pilot training. And this is after this really big pre-rendered awesome opening where the main character uh, Jack Cooper, voiced by Matthew Mercer, kind of just lays out this world and the and the place in which pilots stand. Because in the first game, a pilot was like fucking whatever. Everybody's a pilot because yeah. there was no story, there was no really other thing. But then. But then you hear there this. Was di- no world building, was there? Uh, there was, there was a there was a campaign technically in that in that you progress through a series of levels while people talk story at you, but it was so fucking oh. nothing that nobody paid attention to it. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, so uh, you, yeah, yeah the, the main character he talks about uh, pilots and shows off their skills compared to like the regular grunts and shit, and it is. Fucking night and day with those guys, and then and then you get into a then you get like this little VR pod to go through pilot training because you are you are not a pilot at the start of the game you are a rifleman you are a grunt being trained to one day be a pilot by a current pilot, huh. 
Then you start the game out and get dropped into the fucking war zone where your pod gets fucked up on entry and then you're in the middle of a fucking firefight. You have no HUD, essentially, because the HUD is the helmet. Yeah. The pilot helmet. You do not have one. So running through, you do all right, but then you get just fucking destroyed by one of the pi- by, by enemy pilots who then destroy the pilot who was training you. Now you are no. a pilot. He then Not just the he, mentor. Yeah, the mentor. Then the mentor, as he's dying, he tells his he tells his Titan to link to you, and then you okay, are a pilot. So now we're about one third way through the tip, archetypical hero's journey. Yeah, but this is in the first like ten minutes of the game. Yeah, well, the first act of a hero's journey is supposed to go by quick. Yeah, and then it just goes through all the shit. You start going to uh, you start going to uh, rendezvous with your fellow troops or whatever, uh, you find out that the IMC, the Intergalactic Mining Corporation or whatever, the evil corporation that's fucking keeping you down, has developed some kind of time weapon. And so for like 10 minutes, you get the ability to jump back and forth in time like you do in fucking Dark, you do in fucking Dishonored 2. Yeah. And then... One, one thing that I find actually really interesting with the uh, campaign is so like the main weapon one of the main weapons of the original titanfall was the smart pistol mm-hmm. for those who haven't played the game smart pistol is a pistol you don't actually aim there's, there's this big box in the middle of your screen that basically serves as your reticle and anything in that space starts getting locked onto once it locks on it then instant headshots i love this gun yeah, for grunts it for grunts it's like you hold it on there for like a second and then just boom boom boom, boom and kill like fucking five of them for pilots, you need to hold on. You need to hold it on to them for like, for like five seconds, and in that time, they could use any other gun to just fuck you up. But there are things you can get that actually reduce that time. And if you're good enough at not being noticed, then you can just fucking wreck shit up in that fucking game. In Titanfall, in Titanfall two, in the campaign, the last gun you get going into the final mission is the smart pistol. I wonder why, because it sound, doesn't sound overpowered at all. Yeah, there's they, they are treating it as a power-up. It is like, hey, it's the fucking final mission. Go goddamn nuts. And the final thing is just this big fucking wall run as you just fucking headshotting dozens of guys. And you got and you got the fucking smart pistol out of your goddamn Titan's eye. Like BT, he got super fucked up and so he couldn't really move anymore. So what? So what he does is like you take off his like fucking you take off his fucking face basically, uh-huh. open up both sides. One side is the smart pistol, the other side is some kind of up, some kind of like power up thing. I'm not really sure what it does. And then you fucking rip out his actual eyeball, which is where which is where the entirety of his being is. And then you go and you get a new Titan and you fucking put BT in it. He's like, "Yo, dude, what's uh-huh. up?" Gives you a thumbs up and then you fucking go into the final mission. And it's this big climactic thing where you're fucking destroying Tesseracts or whatever. And then it also has hooks for a sequel that don't feel they don't feel too tacked on. Like there are like there are one or two things that are left unresolved, like, you know, the main enemy is still like the war is still going on, main bad guy is still out there, the the guy who hired him is still out there. So there are threads that they could go, but it doesn't ever, but it doesn't really feel like it's just, 
it does feel like a sequel hook, but not like one of those, but not like one of those, the story isn't finished, so we want a second game to finish its sequel hooks. Yeah, like, it's one of those towards, like, the character has completed his arc, even though the war, not everything's wrapped up tidily. Yeah. Sort of things. Okay. Because that, that was an, something that I was about to be worried about. It's like, you know, there are threads and stuff. I'm like, oh no, don't tell me. But, because, like, as long as, like, a character completes an arc, and this goes for any sort of story-based medium, yes, you can sequel bait if, even with the slight amount of sequel baiting, of, like, yes, the conflict isn't resolved, but now you can just fanfiction that out if we never make a sequel because, you know, you know what's going to happen. We just wanted to tell a story about character growth instead. Yeah, like like Jack Cooper is not much of a character. He is a he's the character of a militaristic first person shooter. Yeah. And much as I love Matthew Mercer, while he his voice is the only reason that character has personality. Yeah. So he's just your generic army bro. Yeah, he had like there might be some backstory. I don't know. We didn't really get into like Jack Cooper's backstory. It's just he was taken under the wing of a pilot in order to one day be a pilot. And then he's forced to become a pilot. And then he's fully recognized as a pilot by the end. He was he wasn't a secret underground uh, mech wrestling ring ace who was taken by his mentor because he he thought the hedonistic life of a sports celebrity was uh, empty. Nope. Oh, he's yeah. just a grunt. A grunt that to, a grunt I'll that a pilot to, was like. I'll have to write that game then. Yeah, he was a grunt that the pilot was like, "Hey, you got some skills. Want to go into fucking pilot training, you little shitbird?" Yeah, actually, there was a. What did this game get? Like a free weekend for the multiplayer a little while ago. Uh, yeah, it was like some part of, some part of the beta or alpha, yeah, I think. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to stress test shit. Everybody, get on here. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, the mode that they were stress testing in that was uh, some kind of bounty hunt mode, where it worked like standard like multiplayer, but instead of instead of it being like t- team deathmatch or whatever, it is that in areas pods will drop containing you know grunts or whatever. You kill them and earn money. Then at the end of that round, the bank opens up and you have to go deposit your money into the bank. That then gets added to your team's communal pool. If you get killed by an enemy pilot, then you lose half your money. If you kill an enemy pilot, you get half the money they had on them. Wasn't that mode in the first Titanfall? I don't think so. I don't remember playing it. Because I remember there, I remember hearing about them wanting to do something like that in the first one. And it just might not have happened for whatever reason. Okay, well, yeah, so that was the beta. And then going into the game, I was like, oh, okay, I'll fucking try this out. Turns out, that, turns out there are 90 people playing that. Then I go in, then I go into attrition, which is the team deathmatch, and there are over four thousand. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! So TDM, I guess, all the way to the end. In that, the multiplayer is still works fine. It still it works like Titanfall One did. Did like that game. The gameplay was never the problem people had with that game. And this, it builds on that. Add some more stuff to it. And it all feels really good. I think the problem with Titanfall 2, or 1, my bad, um, that most people had was that, well, i got to pay $60 for this game, but it's multiplayer only. 
And those don't typically do well because you feel like you're getting shafted. Yep. There, there are outliers to this, like Overwatch, for example. Yeah, but I don't, uh, the reason I don't, like Overwatch, it only sold a uh, full retail price 60 on a uh, console. On PC, you could buy it for like 20 bucks less. Yeah. I've yet to figure out why Blizzard does shit like this. Because fuck you, Blair Blizzard. I think it's because fuck you, PC Master Race, damn it. That's who we program for. You guys are a fucking afterthought. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I got Thumper. The rabbit from Bambi? No. That was my first thought, too. (laughs) So Thumper is a weird... I'm glad I wasn't alone. (laughs) So Thumper is a weird-ass rhythm-esque game. And it's called Thumper. Yeah, so you are a metallic bug going down a track. Okay, you weren't lying. This is weird. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so as you're going down the track, um, little like things will pop up. You have to like hit A in time with the music when the little thing comes under you. And then like you hold A and up to like fly. You hold A to break through things. You hold A and then like turn the stick in order to like grind along walls. And then you get to the end of the, and then you like get to the end of the stage and you fight a boss, which is a giant evil tiki head. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What? What does this yeah. have to do with Thumper? And thumping? I, the, I, I don't know. And I honestly, know. I don't care. The game is the game is fun. This sounds like one of these one of those games that's like, yes. We're being weird. Not just to be weird. We're just having a good time. And you're going to have a good time by proxy because you can tell how much t- of a good time they had by making this weird fucking thing. Yeah, kind of. It is like the music in it is really good. Uh, the visuals are fucking ridiculous. They're real psychedelic. Like, like, the, bu- like the bug is all fucking chromed out and shit. Uh, you've got like fucking neon trails coming out of them. The world around you builds, and uh, do you ever do you remember that scene in um, Ant Man where he goes, he goes like subatomic and starts going into that weird like fractal world? Yeah, yeah, the microverse. Yeah, it kind of looks like that as the track just kind of like starts unfolding before you. Uh, the These big guys, the big are... tiki heads are like so huh. far in the background and covered in like fog and stuff that you can just barely make an outline out of them. And the only thing that's really in focus are their giant yellow like fucking snake eyes. And yeah, the game is pure mechanics with visuals. It is just hit these buttons, do this thing, bright lights will happen. It's like do like. Like performing the mechanics correctly, and you get to watch an interesting spectacle. Pretty How much. much Katamari Damashi. I kind of, I, I kind of see a comparison there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's face it, different, it different the tone they're going for completely. Oh yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, it's like you perform the mechanics correctly, you get to see an interesting spectacle. Because the fact that you can roll God into a ball is kind of funny to me. Yeah. I want to roll you up into my life. <laughs> Moving on. Hand of Fate. So Hand of Fate oh, is no. a... So Hand of Fate is a an arena combat kind of thing with Batman-style combat crossed with a deck-building game. 
Okay, for a second I thought it was like a Manos comic video game, which was going to be goddamn awful. Isn't that hands of fate, like plural hands? I'm not any. I'm not sure, but anytime you have the word hand and fate in the same sentence, I immediately think of Menos due to, well... I watched a house while the master is away. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, that's Menos, the hands of fate. This is hand of fate, singular. <laughs> okay. Just, just one hand. Yeah, like a hand of cards. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. Batman... Arkham City style combat with a card building game? Yes. So how it works is okay. so how it works is uh, I'm typing you, this down now so I can check it out later. Yes, yeah, so how it works is uh you sit down at the table of some old wizard kind of person. He's like shuffling a deck of cards. And then he lays at the cards before you. And so you are a like game piece moving across the cards. Every time you move across a card, that card is then revealed, and you get whatever it is. Like, it could be a weapon, or it could be a piece of armor, or it could be food, or health, or something. Then as you're progressing, uh, you can find, like, event cards. You flip it over, and it's like, oh, you find a fucking crevasse. What do you do? Like, just ignore it or climb down it. You can climb down it and then find something else, like a weapon or food or whatever. Or you can climb down it and find treasure. Or you can climb down it and find nothing and lose health or food. Hmm. And then at certain cards, the uh, an enemy will pop up, like in, like uh like two bandits or so, or like three fucking archers or something. And so when you so when that happens, the combat then goes into effect, and all the cards that you've picked up that are equipment then turn into real equipment on you. Huh. And then it goes into the combat, which is based off the Arkham style of combat, but it is not as good. It feels a bit clunky. Like things don't things don't always match up exactly right. Uh, it feels a bit slow and stilted at times. Oh god, that would fuck me up. <laughs> but it still functions fine. Like, like, like I'm playing that. I'm like, oh, this isn't as good as Batman. But I'm not thinking like, oh, this feels terrible. Well, it's funny that you're you went from a rhythm game to this because the combat in Arkham Knight and all those other games all really rhythmic. Well, there were is originally supposed to be a rhythm game. <laughs> I am not shitting you. That makes a strange amount of sense. And they've transformed it into it's like, okay, how about instead of it being a full on Batman DDR, uh, we tone it down a bit <laughs> and make it something a little bit more feasible, but still has that rhythm mechanic. Yeah, this is like that if they had really terrible rhythm. Yeah, and so so it's kind of like the drummer from Death Leopard. Kind of, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so he has like the set of cards laid out. Uh, you progress through them how you will, and then when you get to, and then when you get to basically the end, you fight a boss, which is a stronger version of any of the guys that you fought, or like a like a better version of any of the guys that you fought that have some spike and a special ability, and a small number of lackeys. So you take them all out, and then you get that villain's card, which then goes into this chest of cards that you have. And then he lays out, and then he lays out a new set. And then you build a new deck, mm-hmm. and you get like tokens and stuff that add stuff to the that add stuff to like the pool of cards that you could potentially get, like tokens and shit that then break. And it's like, oh hey, now there's fucking two more weapons in this thing, or hey, now there's a weapon that does like fucking plus four damage, or oh hey, now there's fucking five more villains. 
Mm-hmm. You, my eyes are glazing over here. <laughs> I can't follow this no more. It's really cool. I like, I'm. I want to play it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it is. But it, it, is it sounds def- like it's something hard to talk about. And it kind of is. You know? It is. It is a. It is like a game along the lines of. Like le- like legendary or something where you're, where you're just like building a deck of cards. You're building like your own hand and stuff, and every and every turn like refreshes. Yeah, but that mixed up with just just like the fucking Dark Knight, like the Arkham Asylum, like Dark Knight missions or whatever, where you're just fighting dudes in a in an arena. Hmm. It's really cool. Moving on, I uh, got a couple of free games from uh, PS Plus. Well, one free game. I got two free games from PS Plus. I only played one of them. Right. Stories, The Path of Destinies. Mm-hmm. There is an evil frog who is ruling the land with an army of crows. You are a fox pirate who is trying to track down a rabbit boy. Then he dies, so you have to go deliver a book to the resistance that's trying to take out the evil frog king. So it's a furry game. Kind of. Okay. Everybody is voiced by one guy. Oh fuck me. Who? Really? But it's not like it's not like a the the one guy is the narrator. Because because this is being told like a book. It's being told like you're having okay. a story read to you. Is the voice actor at least decent? Yeah, he's fine. He's okay. he's actually pretty good. And like, like when he does called? Uh, stories, the path of destinies. Okay. And yeah, so uh, it's, so it's all being played from like a top-down isometric perspective. Uh, combat is fairly simple. Like you have a like you have like a parry, you have basic attack, you have a dash ability. Uh, you 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 eventually get a hook shot that lets you like grapple enemies closer to you. And it also has a, a kind of a branching path system where at certain points in the story, you will be given a choice. Like uh, the choices that I have are the choices that I remember getting are like, or like we can like you eventually meet this. You eventually meet a rabbit buddy of yours who used to be a pirate with you, but now work with the resistance. And so he says, Hey, I have a plan. And so the options are to either just say, Hey, okay, what's the plan? And go with the plan or just say, fuck your plans. I want to, I want to live through this and then go do whatever. And then there's a point where you capture a princess, the adopted daughter of the evil frog king, who is that? Who's actually an old buddy of yours? And the choices that you have are deliver her to the resistance and let the fucking torturers get the information out of her, or take her somewhere and ask her questions yourself. So like that, and then it changes the environment you go to and stuff. Combat feels fine. It's nothing. Spectacular. Uh, it feels kind of like Hannah Fate. It feels a bit. It feels a bit stilted at time. Like the parry doesn't always feel quite right with what you ha- with how you do things. Uh, the dash feels like it goes way farther and harder than it should. If that makes sense. Yeah, like the dash. Like normally, when a dash in most video games, it has like there might be some variance, but this one's way out of the normal range. 
Yeah, it is. It's like a fucking like full on magic dash. Like you fucking turn into fucking particles. Like a teleport dash more than a normal dash. Yeah, kind of. Like it's good. It's good to like get out of a scrape or whatever, or like get closer to an enemy who is like stunned. But when I do it, I always forget how far it actually goes. And yeah, uh, writing is a bit rough. Like it feels like a it feels like a early draft of a comedic script. Like it's 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 them like trying to do jokes and stuff, and the jokes don't come across that funny. And it also doesn't help yeah. when when the joke is then followed up with the narrator going back to his go back to like his middle voice, just saying said Rayleigh in a fucking tone or whatever. And graphically, it's it's not that great. It's very low res looking textures. The environments, while there is a decent amount of variety to them so far, they have felt relatively stale. And like character design wise, uh, like the models themselves don't look that great in like rendered, like art, like the art style for the book or whatever. I think that all actually looks pretty good. It is a decent style of art that kind of goes with the tone they're going forward for the story. And it actually matches up pretty well with the with the voice actor doing the narration. Then we get into game, and that design doesn't particularly translate well into actual 3D polygonal models. Uh-huh. But I got it for free, yeah, right. so for free it's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's a big thing. It's like sometimes... Like, there's a couple games that I've gotten this past holiday season. While I appreciate the gesture, part of me is like, I would never actually buy this, but like, since I, would, I got it, like, I would I would have bought this game, like, maybe if I had, like, five bucks to spare. Yeah. Just kind of out of curiosity. And having played it, I feel like that. I feel like I would have said, like, eh, it's five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other game I got for but, free. Uh, that was not part of PS Plus. Let it die. This is a Suda 5-1 free-to-play Dark Souls-esque game. Oh, I just actually got through hearing about that today. Um, yeah, so... Does it die? Yeah, so it's a... It's a game where there's this giant tower that you have to try to climb and get, you get to the top and like save the world or whatever. Uh, you start out as just a fucking meat sack on a train hooked up to a bunch of fucking tubes or whatever. And that that's character selection. Yeah, it's a Suda 5-1 game, all right? Yeah, once you get out, um, a... A guy with an accent that I can't really place uh, that is dressed like the Grim Reaper, has a, skel- has a skull for a head, and is wearing, like, fucking... Novelty glasses, but his hands are just regular hands with gloves that have, like, bones on them. Like, you know, a skeleton costume. Yeah. And he comes skateboarding up to you. His name's Uncle Death. He teaches you, like, the basics of the game and whatever. And then after you learn, like, base mechanics, he teleports skateboards off, then eats shit. Just face plants right into the subway platform. What? And then you get into actual gameplay, which is, it's just, you have like, you have like right-handed attacks, you have left-handed attacks, uh, you have three inventory slots on each hand, and it is uh, all like dodging and kind of stamina based. 
There isn't a stamina bar, mind you. It's just as you use more stamina, you can see your heart through your chest. And as it starts beating harder, uh, it starts getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And you can actually hear the beating just going through. Just once it gets high enough. And once it gets high enough, you can't really attack or dodge or anything. Mm-hmm. Like a Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, weapons you have are mostly improvised, like, you know, pipes. You find people with, like, nail guns or some shit. You find people with, like, buzz saws the end of sticks. And all healing and stuff is done mostly through mushrooms. And when you, when you find a mushroom, you're able to, like, you know, put it away in your pocket or just eat it immediately. And some of the healing mushrooms, they make you do yoga poses. Like you'll like you'll eat a mushroom and then you will and your body will like go through a pre-can animation going into a yoga pose that it will hold it there for like five seconds as like light d- descends on you from on high as you then just heal. That sounds like Pokemon Sun and Moon. This is a Suda five one ass Suda five one game. I know, but that that random pose sounds sounds familiar. This is kind of like in Shadow of the Damned, where to heal you drink liquor. Yeah. Which is another awesome pseudo 5-1 game. And so I kind of like this, which is going to make talking about my next game really weird, because I got Dark Souls, played it for five minutes, and then returned it. Because it was too hard? No, I just wasn't having fun and could not see myself having fun with this game. Oh, okay. Like, like I, I have a copy of Dark Souls I, I can't get rid of because of my own personal rule set of I have to... I have to play 20 hours of a game before I just say fuck it. Unless it's just a complete garbage fire. Uh. I mean, I had Dark Souls. It looked really cool, and I tried really hard, but I just didn't have the skill to get very far. Yeah, like, I played played Bloodborne. And I was able to beat the first two bosses. To be fair, from what I heard, Bloodborne's actually a lot easier. Yeah, and so going into this, it was... So, so, I, so I was running around, I took out a couple guys, ran up some stairs, had a boulder flung at me, killed a couple more dudes, uh, tried, was about to go fight the first boss, and I just gave up, I didn't want to, I, nothing, it didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to move forward, I didn't want to do anything in that game. So yeah, then I refunded it on Steam. Mm-hmm. The other game I refunded was a story about my uncle. Oh, God. So a story about my uncle is a game that I believe has some kind of connection to Goat Simulator. Let me just double check that. Goat Simulator. Oh, God, this is not going to end well, is it? No. Okay, we went from... Quirky grandparent to creepy uncle we can't invite over for, to Thanksgiving anymore territory. Okay, yeah. So, uh, looking at it, I believe uh, a story about my uncle is from the developer of Goat Simulator. Uh-huh. And so, a story about my uncle is a first-person platformer. So you are an you are an old you are a man telling a story to your daughter. You are both 
not English speakers, but speaking English. And mm-hmm. and and the entire game is a flashback of you telling the story about this adventure you went on with your uncle. Because your uncle uncle would constantly send you like postcards or whatever from like various like fucking foreign locations or whatever, and send you like artifacts and shit that he found. Because he was you know the cool traveling uncle that your parents did not want you hanging out with because he's a bad influence on you. He's fucking saying drop out of school and come on adventures or whatever. But you need to fucking do your homework, young man. So one day you break into his house, and as you're going in, as you're going into his house, you uh, find this like suit, this like almost almost like space looking suit uh, that seems to fit you perfectly. Like it was almost tailor made for you. And then you go into his observatory, at which point you are jetted off to some fucking other dimension, where you now using the suit uh, have some kind of super jump and a le- and like a energy tethering grappling hook. And it's about you traversing this world and trying to find your uncle. I got to the part where he found the suit and the game stopped working. So right when the game's supposed to get good. Yeah, right when the game was supposed to start. Yeah, so I, what happened was I was like kind of fussing around with uh, some options or whatever, seeing if I can get things looking better. And then when I went back to the menu, uh, I couldn't select anything because I had apparently selected everything. Uh-huh. So next, next to all the next to all the menu options uh, is like a little circle, and when you have something uh, lit, like selected, that circle fills. I would, I would then like uh, so I was in like the the uh, graphics option menu, and I started like and I started like moving my ass around. And then as I would go over options. The option would light up and then stay lit once my mouse goes off of it so that every single option on the menu was selected. Then left that menu back to the back to the main menu. Still happened there. And this game, I got it for two bucks. I did not feel that I did not want to put in the amount of effort to try to fix this in order to play it, because from what I've heard, it's it's all right. Like I figured it was I figured it was like, eh, two bucks, I can fucking get that. I did not want to actually try to go in and try to fix it, really. So I refunded it. Wasn't it wasn't worth the two bucks? And not to me. Huh. That's, all I, that's all I played. Huh. Well, fair enough. Yeah, so... Got some real good games out of that. Got a couple stinkers. Overall, yeah. I'd say it was a decent take. I also bought a bunch of other games I haven't got around to playing yet. Oh yeah, um, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> yeah, like uh, girlfriend decided to be like, "Hey, you know what I want to give you for Christmas?" I'm like, "What?" It's currently a Steam sale. Here's here's thirty bucks. Get whatever the fuck you want. No, it's like, what okay. have you done? <laughs> what have you What have you unleashed? I wound up getting like, like let's see. I wound up getting five games for five bucks, and that's like that's all it was. To where I basically got, you know, anywhere from, I think the average per game once I tally it up was around two bucks per game. <laughs> so yeah, and the thing is, is these games retail with no sales or anything anywhere from ten bucks. 
260. Because <laughs> none of them were lower than that, because I'm like, no, 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 I'm looking for everything that's 90% off or more. Yeah, so a couple of other games I got, uh, I got Of Orcs and Men. Uh, the, uh, it's a, it's a kind of RPG kind of thing where you're playing as an orc and a goblin and, uh, it was, it was the, it was the game that came out before Sticks Master of Shadows, like Sticks Master of Shadows. Yeah. Which is a pretty fun game. That I played. I got, uh, all the Shadowrun DLC stuff. I got, uh, I got FTL, Bastard and Light. Uh, I, I I bought Dragon's Dogma, and then I was like, I need money for food, so I returned it. Oh. Uh, he's heard about how hard it is for me, so, you know. Yeah. And I like, still have... Actually, no, I, I, I finally got past the Hydra, and then immediately fell into another roadblock. <laughs> yeah, recently my girlfriend's been playing uh, God of War 3. So, huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm slowly converting my girlfriend. But the thing is, it's like, here, I want to see something because she was having a little difficulty with it. And I popped in the original God of War and she was having trouble with that Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then I also, um, from Green Man Gaming, I got this like mystery bundle 10 pack, which was just like people were like, yeah, hey, I got fucking Overwatch in it. So I was like, whatever. It was six bucks. Uh, uh-huh. Marked down from 30 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I got 10 bullshit Steam games that look like they're fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like 90% of what's out on Steam, or not, it was not 90%, it's not that. 80%. But it is, yeah, it was like 80% of what's out on Steam was released this past year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, um, you do realize this is why Atari quit happening, right? Yeah. But then uh, I also got Undertale from you, and then... From the fine folks yeah. at Telltale Games, they sent me a review code for The Walking Dead New Frontier. Awesome. I did not even ask for that. They just sent it. Apparently, apparently, Telltale thinks that I am enough of media that I can just fucking get shit. I didn't know you were that big, Dad. Nor did I. Yeah, right? In that case, let me fucking start hitting up Telltale in case I, that way I can get free games and shit for my shitty reviews. Oh uh, yeah, they also sent me a code for Batman, but I already had Batman, so I gave it to a friend of mine. Damn it! Should I hit you up on that one? <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. we we were at a D and D game. We were at a D and D campaign that I was running. I was like, "Hey, anybody want a fucking copy of Batman?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck, I'll take it." Yeah. He then he then found a goblin and kept him as a sex slave. What? This happened in a D and D campaign I'm running. Just they they went they went downstairs and then accidentally alerted a group of bugbears who were torturing this goblin named Droop. Was they, it called Droop? It's a name. It's a shitty name for a shitty goblin. Got it. They so yeah so they uh, killed all the bugbears and well as well as some humans that came along. They then you know found the goblin. Goblin the goblin had been passed out this entire time. He woke up, saw all of them. This this one guy. Uh, Genasi Sorcerer they started hugging him was about to stab him before the rest of the party stopped him and they just said hey uh-huh. you know what I'm gonna fucking keep him I need somewhere to put my dick turns out Droop kinda into it this was the first affection he has ever been shown so he just fucking goes with it <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I have to watch my mouth around my friends nowadays about saying, "Hey, I would like X game," because these are the because these little fuckers are enablers. <laughs> I found out, and it's like to like my reviews, and it's not because they want to like my reviews. They just want to see if they can find a game I can't beat in a week. God, I wish I had friends like that. Oh <laughs> no. Because they get some bullshit games to beat in a week sometimes. But sometimes it's very nice because I was like, you know, I was like, man, I need to get Lego Batman for whenever the Lego Batman movie comes out so I can have a review involving the game to kind of boost the, you know, YouTube behind the scenes shit, right? Yeah. You know, ad search relevancy. Play the algorithm. Yeah. Um, the guy bought me the trilogy. <laughs> Of Lego Batman games. Ah. Not all the DLC, which I'm fine with. Just the fact that he got me all the base fucking games. <sighs> it's like, here, now review all three in the same week. And I'm like, oh no, fuck you. It's one game a week, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. Anyway. That's what I'm playing, then. On to news. So first up, Aaron Flynn, the general manager of BioWare, has announced that on March 21st this year, Mass Effect Andromeda will be launching in North America. That was surprisingly fast. Yes, it was. That's they not, haven't that's, shown that, shit doesn't bode for well for the yet. game, then. Uh, they've shown a couple of like fucking pre-rendered shit. One or two like early in-engine footage. But nothing in terms I'm sure of actual to the last game they story. Rushed to, they rushed out. Bioware did, which was Dragon Age Two, and that was terrible. Yeah, and just because they rushed it out, I'm not going to redo my entire schedule so I can play the algorithm on that one. Just because, uh, nope. <laughs> Whereas Dragon Age Three, they gave an extra year, and it was actually not too bad. But is it rushed out? Like it, Mass Effect Three came out five years ago. They could have been working on this in the background this entire time. Could be. I don't know. I it, just, ho- it just seems a little sudden because all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, it's coming out in three months." Yeah, sudden. Yeah, well, but like it was. It was. Yeah, a- but the thing is, wasn't last year? Didn't everybody get completely overhyped for everything? Yeah, and that kind of bit everybody in the ass to where the overhyped it was an okay game, not a great game. So I think what they're doing is hype management. Yeah, like uh, you know? like so, so. So looking at um, like the development of this, um, like Casey Hudson, uh, former. Bioware employee announced Andromeda in 2012 uh-huh. that they that they were in their early stages of development. Uh, it wasn't actually revealed until 2015, so they had developed it three years before they showed it to the world. Hmm. So it's been in the works for a while. Could be good, but uh, I'm cautious on Bioware now. Yeah. Well, they've they've the had some. They've had some terrible games and some good games, but I'm not really sure if if I trust them again. Yeah. Anywho, moving on. Uh, So, Ed Boon uh, recently announced via Twitter that Injustice 2 will be releasing on May 16th of this year on PS4 and Xbox. Yay. Wait, PC and Xbox? PS4 and Xbox. Oh, PS4 and Xbox for a second. What about PC? That's not nope. for a while. 
Not for a while. Uh, not for another six months, probably. Yeah, NetherRealm games usually release late on PC. Yeah, which makes sense because there's a lot more you have to account for. I guess yeah. I should get a PS4 soon since everything is coming out for PS4 now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, same, but I, but I got know. bills. I got one at launch. Because I didn't have to pay rent that month. That sounds like a sound financial idea. <laughs> yeah, it rent was four hundred bucks. Like, uh, like I moved into a new place, we we got two months free rent, which was great. So the first two months we didn't have to pay rent. We just paid last month up front. Hmm. Anywho, moving final piece of news that is kind of shitty. Ah. <sighs> Microsoft has confirmed that Scalebound, their long-in-development game from Platinum Games uh, about the headphone-wearing jackass and his pet dragon, has been canceled. What? Yeah, had you seen this game? It uh, was originally showed off uh, a few years back at E3. Uh-huh. And it was... It looked kind of cool. It was about like some guy who with like fucking Beats by Dre headphones with a pet dragon. Like like the two of them were fucking linked together. He had a fucking dragon arm, and it was this weird fantasy game with some fucking jackass from the modern world, modern like day as his protagonist. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, it was being developed by Platinum Games, you know, makers of many beloved games and a few reviled games. Well, mostly when the Revolved games, they didn't actually make them. They just published them. Uh, Legend of Korra, they developed. Yeah, okay, that one was on them. TMNT, Mutants in Manhattan, they developed. Yeah, I was talking about Mighty Number 9.5. Platinum did not work on that at all. Yeah, but they they were funding it, so they got to slap their name on it. The fuck? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, they slept their name on him, on it because they actually needed... Because they wanted to get... They took more funding so they could take more money sort of thing. Their name's not on it anywhere. Or was it just their fucking... Um, the anime screen prom night fucking commercial. You remember that one? I thought that was actually by them. Uh, that don't make sense. Because I know Concept didn't have enough money. Yeah. And this is why Bob needs to start researching shit again before he opens his mind. Mouth. <laughs> wow. You're speaking... I'm speaking, telepathy. but words are not coming out right. Yeah. You're speaking from your mind. <laughs> yeah. So Microsoft, I'm mentally dyslexic at this point. I'm way too goddamn tired. You know, so Microsoft sent a statement about Scalebound. After careful deliberation, Microsoft has come to decision to end production for Scalebound. We're working hard to deliver an amazing lineup of games for our fans this year, including Halo Wars 2, Crackdown 3, State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, and other great experiences. My bad. I had them confused with Deep Silver. Yeah. I knew it was some sort of metal. I was close, damn it. Yeah, so before the official announcement came from Microsoft, um, Kotaku had uh, had heard from several sources that uh, this was about to, that was about to happen. 
Um, Eurogamer also had its own reports that a uh, development had stopped on Scalebound, and then Microsoft officially made an announcement through IGN that Scalebound had been officially canceled. Which really sucks, because of the games coming out, that one was one I was kind of interested in. Uh-huh. You guys apparently never heard of it. No. <laughs> like, I'm trying to sound interested with something I have no idea what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's a Platinum Games game where you ride on a dragon. And fight dudes with fucking dope-ass dubstep beats. Yes, that could be really awesome or really horrible. So, it's one of those, like, it sounds interesting in concept. It sounds like it could be really fun in concept. Or really fucking broken. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. Another for news, on to new releases. Uh, for this week, there's fucking nothing, really. <laughs> it's... It's January, folks. Sorry. Yep. Um, Everything good came out last month for Christmas. Yep. And then next week for January 20th, Gravity Rush 2 is coming to PS4. (sighs) Yay. So get hypo for your waifu or whatever. Yay. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. That was a lot of lot of uh, releases and news. Yeah, it's fucking oh. rolling in it this week. At yeah. the fucking start of the year. Yeah, you got CES and that's about it. Yeah, and CES isn't really game specific. Yeah. And I did not understand enough about computers to be able to actually be really excited about that shit. I have a degree in this shit and not, I'm still like, oh... Cool. I'm like, oh, heat pipes. Neato. I don't care. <laughs> this app, this laptop weighs 10 pounds. Now, there was that NVIDIA thing that was kind of cool. The uh, three-screened... Uh, that was Razer. Oh, Razer. My bad. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about yeah. what happened? It got jacked. Yeah. Both prototypes got jacked. Yeah, Razer has this fucking thing where it's like a laptop with three screens on it that are all 4K displays. And the prototype's got a fucking jack from the fucking hotel room. And this makes me ask two questions real quick. Um, was it industrial espionage or is it just somebody wanting I want some shit? And that's the first question. The second question being, how stupid is this person? Because it's, cause if it isn't, for espionage reasons, because you're going to get caught as soon as you connect it to any network that connects to the internet anywhere. Period. Nog Nog is going to air gap it. Going to put that shit in a Faraday cage and move all of his game installs over onto it using fucking portable hard drives. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the way of the future, dog. <laughs> God damn it, I really should hang out with you more when some of the shit comes out of your mouth. Fuck you, DRM. I got a fucking my passport from Western Digital. Y'all can't stop me, bitches. Anyway. I think this funny is, what's funny is when I went to college, they actually gave those things out to anybody that got to their second year of college, because at that point, you needed to start building a portfolio. 
We'll be back in two weeks. Time to head to the DeathStarFrods.com for Game's podcast. In between now and then, they're going to be having our regular run of news, baby reviews, podcasts. Ow! Kinds of bullshit, but... Until then, I'm dead. And Alex. I'm Zipluck Bob, and I'm dead tired. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.